Yeah, what people need to understand in that situation is you're approaching the professional, okay? Uh, so whatever industry, in this case, mm -hmm. MMOs, RPGs, in this case, very specifically, Ashes of Creation, nobody except for the developers are professionals at making Ashes of Creation. Nobody else is. Even if you had development experience, even if, et cetera, right? But you didn't develop for ashes right like yep. you're not part of their philosophy and their their brand standards etc so nobody can i mean you can give opinions opinions are great right uh like hey i thought this you know specific class needs a little more tuning that's testing right but you can't come in and tell people like like for example most classic thing in mmos and they're being developed is well most games are done in five to six years right um that's how long it takes okay for World of Warcraft with massive amounts of money for uh, maybe New World for Elder Scrolls Online, you know, we're talking about Ashes of Creation, indie developer, paid it out of his own pocket, did a really good job, pretty big team for an indie developer, but most of that came out of his own pocket, right? Uh, so it's just like the customer's not always right. Uh, but they are the customer, so you have to at least listen, you know, and and um, try to respond as best as possible. But they're not usually <laughs> right because they don't know what it takes to be the professional of that. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Morgan. I'm joined today by my returning party members. Let's welcome back Renfail. Greetings. And also, <laughs> <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting to that shortly. It's, it's not going to, but the Nathan Apalm is here. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. The paladin, the his righteous self. Mm, I might yeah. be <laughs> awful good most of the time. Yeah, most of the time, most of the time. <laughs> it's kind of relevant. Has mistakes. You know, listen, mistakes. we don't need to preface with the mistakes. We'll let them decide for themselves. Don't try to like butter people up, man. You know, we. Uh, <laughs> before we dig in too far, though, friends, got to give a big shout out to all of these supporters here on Twitch, over on YouTube, and on Patreon. Thanks for keeping this par party's bag stocked, provisions, and all that jazz for our adventures here on the show. And uh, look, man, before we dig in. Got to give a shout out to all of you that are here live. It's been a busy week and, um, you know, today's show almost didn't happen. We don't have any iTunes reviews. We don't have any call-ins or any of that stuff, but, uh, it's always great to see y'all here in chat. Like as we get started each show, it's a very good time. Um, I don't know. What have y'all been up to? Um, why were we delayed today? I mean, I guess we could kind of start with that before we talk about our week. Um, why was this show delayed? Well, one of our members just wasn't here on time. Um, do you care to explain yeah. yourself? So um, <laughs> I had a little bit of a travel, and I would have been fine, actually, if I had just, you know. But you know how it is when you're you're in a hurry, so you just naturally go faster because you really need to get to your destination. You're not You're not, like, purposefully breaking the law, but you're just – you know, you're just moving quicker, so you, your foot gets a little heavier. And um, so I was doing a little bit of that, and uh, 
little whoop whoop uh got pulled over um and so uh the the awesome part though is you know cops ask questions like where are you going why are you in such a hurry mm-hmm. and all this and um i told him like i'm sorry man i didn't realize i was going that fast i apologize i've got a show i'm trying to get to at five and um it's like oh yeah what kind of show and i was like that's a it's called looking for more it's about you know video games mmorpgs and stuff and he was just kind of like, mm-hmm, all right all right well then when he, he came back with the ticket right <laughs> and he said tell your friends that they're gonna be looking for more for sure if you keep driving this fast and you're going to be looking for a healer in the local hospital. And I was like, ah, <laughs> knows about it, Mimos. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm back for a, a really good comeback. All right. Yeah. Oh, that was epic. All right. But he was a nice guy. He, you know, was going faster than what he wrote on the thing. So, you know, it is what it is. Is that his way of like an MMO speaker saying you better watch yourself, like better check yourself yeah. or you wreck yeah. yourself? I'm going to hurt myself. Driving yeah, yeah. Track. That's what he's trying to say. He's, I'll be looking for a healer. <laughs> that's great, man. I mean, aside from your criminal activity, though, I mean, what, what, do y'all, what do y'all been up to this week, guys? What's been new? Uh, Burning Crusade. Uh, just happened. So I've been uh, trying to catch up in the pre-patch so that I can... Uh, be available to go through the uh dark portal once again um you know tbc man that's a paladin's expansion yeah you know it really is um they're they're highly sought after and wanted uh, for gold farming and uh, you know the the protection paladin's awesome and so i'm trying to get there uh that's that's what i've been doing Uh, a little bit of burning crusade and prepping up for my big everquest event Right, right. I have, I have a question been... for you, but Renfell, yeah, you too. What no, ask your question first, because then I'll go, because I don't want to sidetrack yet. You, uh, you plan on getting your fancy dark portal pass? No, no. Nope. Good, because fuck that. No bullshit. dark portal pass. That's why I'm. That's why I'm working hard to level up naturally, because uh, I could just buy the pass and get to fifty-eight and have that embarrassing free armor on, walking around some fifty-eight, <laughs> and everybody knows what you did. I'm not going to do that. I'm just. Um, <laughs> I'm 38, so uh, if I really grind real hard, yeah, you got I'll a ways to go. Yeah, because 38 <laughs> probably actually about halfway. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's better to you'll 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 feel better. Yeah, you I'll feel there. better you'll, about you'll myself. Have, you'll have earned it. I won't have that that's, guilt, you know. Uh-huh. Every time I look at my character, oh, shame. That guilt and oh, shame. shame. <laughs> Be like shame, shame. Somebody did call it. Uh, the boosting crusade. Oh shit! And I laughed so good. hard. That's good. One. That's pretty good. Wow, the boosting crusade. Yeah, I ranted about this like over the course of the week. I know we're, today we're definitely going to be talking about some of the things I've been basically going off about for like the past five days. That I'm sure people here are going to be like, "Sim, we're tired of hearing about that shit." It's okay though. It's not going to be all me ranting about it now. Like I have a couple other people have a different perspective or similar, but just a different rant to share with you, which is what we do here anyway. Ranty yeah. rant rant. That's right. But yeah, Renfo, what about you, man? Uh I have been heavy into the Mass Effect Legendary uh edition on the PS4. I'm probably right. I feel like I it's been a while since I've played, but I feel like I'm more than half i feel like i'm like 60 percent of the way through the first game already um mm. but i've i've played 
a good chunk. I've been laying in like three, four hours a day every day since it went out, and I'm having a lot of fun. A lot of it I remember. I remember more of it than I thought I did, but I've also played the first game more times through than I have the second. Or th- I've only played the third one one time through. second one I played through twice. The first one I played through probably four or five times back in the day. So that's been my primary go-to this week, and I finally recorded some new well, i did the first of them today new lord of the rings online cooking in real life uh, episode doing two this week for my cooking show so that'll be coming out uh next week one of those and other than that just more work on the tabletop stuff and all the fun stuff that goes along with that man i'm gonna be honest man i uh i i didn't work this week it was really nice actually um, got into some working out, got back in there, hitting the weights again, doing some cardio, man. Um, been working on some stuff and things, uh, around cause you know, there's some, there's stuff to talk about regarding ashes of creation. Um, I actually, this is kind of funny, man. Um, so, you know, dream world's made it real easy to make content, right? Cause you're just like, look at this shit show. And you just talk about the new shit to talk about. Right. So I made a video and I was like part six. Now I've done six videos around this thing on that, on that variety channel. Right. And I went and I posted up there that like, Hey, I probably lost what I'm going to do on this for a while. And I got this one comment that like cracked me up. It's like, we're here for your rant about this. You don't care if you like it. And I was just like, please. (laughs) Anyway, I was like, this is funny, man. It just shows you how much people like the, the, the toxic bullshit, right? Like all that. Yeah. Train wreck, man. Yeah. It's yeah, like there's nothing to talk about. Train wreck. It's like there's nothing to talk about. You just don't want to be in the train wreck. You no. just want to watch yeah. it. Right, right. No. I'm so, really good about just walking past things, but I'm going to get yelled at for this because my wife's sitting here drawing. Uh, my <laughs> wife cannot avoid a train wreck or anything <laughs> on the street. And we and in, in Spanish, in Spanish, we call it chismes. It's like rumors or... You know, some less Jesus, no? So it's like you're walking mm-hmm. down the street and somebody will be, there'll be a, a something going on over here. Somebody's yelling at a taxi driver or there's something. And she just naturally, she just slows down and just <laughs> has to like stuck it all in. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm on the mission. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. It's always, I've just learned over the years that that's, it's, it is a cultural thing here in Mexico yeah. where people love gossip and rumors and, mm. and, uh, getting sucked into that train wreck thing you can't look away sometimes tough dude it's unfortunate man i just get bored it's hard to, yeah i was getting bored of talking about it. i started and then all the stuff with like world of warcraft and like the the you know pre-order and the pass the dark portal pass and then you got the stuff going on with well another game but i guess i should say if you want to get ouroboros over on the kickstarter right the war chief gaming chris metzen project you want to be in on it? They've raised over a million. Was it one point five or something close to that now? Yeah, one point five million. I'm in. I'm I'm going in for the two hundred dollar pack. I was waiting until the end. I was really torn on some of the extras, but goddamn, they're just so expensive. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking at like the the yeah. dice the dice box and then the dice pack, and it's like an extra hundred and fifty bucks for this, and an extra seventy five bucks for this. And it's like, you know what? I'm happy with the miniatures, the dice, the slipcase. Um, I'm happy to give them two hundred bucks for that. But uh, I waited because I wanted to see what else they were adding. And it just, all the add-ons are just extras and expensive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, it's not worth it for me. But that, that collector's edition, yes, it's, it's going to be mine. Dude, I've been chipping away over at uh, working on stuff. Dude, I've 
been cataloging so much information around Ashes of Creation to restructure Ashes HQ. And I started recruiting content creators to help curate it. To you basically, have to. Yeah, to be part of because it's, it's a lot of stuff, man. I want to basically start like showcasing these different people who are like actively creating content around it and like let let their videos kind of speak to the different points on like nodes or all this other stuff, you know, because there's like so many layers of that game. And um, it's coming up soon, man. We talked about it last time, like that NDA drop is going to happen soon. It's timed well. And um, yeah, so it's been cool. I've got a couple people on board with it. Um, there have been some announcements with Ashes, but I guess first let's talk about the another thing to lead into the tie-in and we'll kind of talk more about Ashes and kind of a lot of that stuff because I know Nathan wanted to talk about it. I'm definitely curious to get your feedback. I talked about it on the Ashes Pathfinder podcast, but it's a different crew there for that show. Um, so... I've been dug into that pretty hard and uh, there was this thing that was uh, dropped and I'm just going to link this in the chat channel for those of you that are here watching live on Twitch right now for the live show, but essentially there it is, right? That's the new world spiel. Like, so essentially what happened is, is it got, you know, leaked by somebody that they were testing internally on a cash shop. And this was after we talked about last time, how the, pre-ordering went out and you can start to pre-order. We even talked about how, I mean, Renfell was talking about it. And since that show, I looked at those videos. It looks good, man. It, they look like they got a very solid game. It looks much cleaner than it did back in the day. They've clearly done work on it. I have no doubt the game itself is probably going to be a pretty good game. Um, yeah. But the main thing was I saw two things on there that you're testing, right? And it was so contradictory in the same statement on there right and that was basically this right here we may sell quality of life items or boost that will help players improve their time spent leveling up their character and trade skill experience then they said immediately after that we're committed to keeping the competitive systems fair and balanced for all customers and the rest i'll let you go read for yourself yeah. but i found that hilarious very contradictory and i'm sitting here going and the main thing is, is i want to get your guys feedback on this but it just it doesn't really inspire confidence about your content to me um yeah. or really actually offer a fair and even playing fields with the game launching it's kind of one of those things like i can i'm not really for it but i can understand it i can more so understand it existing in a game after people have initially played for a while then like right at like potentially around the time of a launch or even be testing it around that time. But what do you guys think? Well, to be fair, they did issue a statement after the yes. leaks happened and said, Hey, by the way, everybody, we're not going to have these level boosts in at launch. We're yeah. just testing them. Um, whether or not that's something that came about as a reaction to the leak, or if that's something that was naturally always planned and they're just testing these things in advance, who knows? I'd like to think of it in a more optimistic light. Um, but um, I also look at this and say, if it's as long as those items aren't in the game at launch, the level mm -hmm. boost items, I don't really have a problem with them because every game out there, and Nathan knows this because he plays a lot of EverQuest progression servers, mm -hmm. um, there's always... Uh, the the potions, the XP potions. I play Lord of the Rings online. There's always XP potions, VIP experience, ways to boost your character. You can pay to get extra fast travel, all this other stuff. But these are older games where people yeah. have already leveled and already probably after 
14 or 20 years have already done that experience the way it was meant to be done. Mm -hmm. So if they introduce the boosts six months after launch, I'm okay with that as long as it's six months after launch. There is no reason to have level boosts, anything, whether it's trade skill or any other sort of level boosts in at launch because that it's absolutely contradictory in the sense that even if it's not PVP, like you were saying in the video the other day that you did on your variety channel, um, mm. it's contradictory. It is by its very nature, it is giving you a competitive boost, even if it's only in the PVE arena, because you're gonna you're gonna get to max level crafting faster. Right. You'll be yep. able to sell items that no one else can sell. You'll make more money, do these things. So, yeah, it, it the statement that they put out after the leak saying, "Hey guys, sorry, we're just testing these things." We're not going to have those in at launch. The launch store is only going to be cosmetics. If that is true, then I have zero problems with them doing it the way they're doing. But obviously the way it came out, the way it was leaked, mm -hmm. Nathan, I think you mentioned this last week. It's shitty that people leak things like this. But at the same time, you can't – nobody nobody gives a shit about NDAs anymore. And and. <laughs> We're, we're talking about, you know, millions of people at this point or tens of thousands at the very least. The threat of legal action from an NDA is so non-existent that no one cares about it anymore. And so you can't expect that type of stuff to not get out when you drop it two months from launch or three months from launch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the 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 thing that burns the most to me is like, so you've got – some you know they mentioned something originally about to make leveling up you know uh easier basically um so it probably was xp potions right um that they're probably planning in advance and if if you have in my opinion what's probably happening here is although amazon has all this money and people are like oh they're not worried about money cuz they you know it's freaking amazon it's still amazon game studios that has to prove to the Amazon overlords that they're profitable and they're worth the investment that's costing them for future projects, for expansions, for whatever they need. So in my opinion, they're probably just trying to uh, be prepared uh, to be able to meet the demands that they know Amazon's going to have on them. They may even have budgets set, right, for like year after launch. Right. You need to be at this point in order to be considered successful, et cetera. Um, so, you know, XP potions, stuff like that are going to come. And I'm okay with XP potions as long as the game's older, right? Like, people want to catch up or they want to redo content, but they don't want to dredge through, um, you know, longer, uh, you know, level up periods and stuff like that. Or they want to catch up with their friends because their friends are already high level. I'm okay with it, and it's a good way to make money. Um, I would prefer them not to be in the game at all, right? But, you know, I get it. People have to make money some way or the other. And New World, correct me if I'm wrong, is a buy-to-play, right? Like, you buy the game, and then you just play. There's no subscription fee I've heard of that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, so I don't, I'm not aware of one, yeah. yeah same. Guaranteed to be a cash shop, right? So cash shop's definitely in because you got to make money over time. You can't just make money one time and be good forever. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I think it should have been leaked. Um and but it was so here we are it make i'm a little torn too because talking about alts and that alternate you know when you've rolled the second or third by the time you got into the fifth time i'm over it like i did that in everquest back in the day and i did it in everquest too i've done it in every single game i've ever played i always roll alts and i am a huge fan these days of the fact that 
when you are a veteran player, you usually get the option to have a level boost for one of your characters, and they just automatically give it to you, even if they have a version of the cash shop. Like, EverQuest 2 does this. I think World of Warcraft does it. Like, you can log in, and uh, you have that option to take a character and just boost it. It's the one thing I don't like about Lord of the Rings Online is they don't give you any... Even though I've been playing the game for years, and I've given them probably thousands of dollars at this point in subscriptions between the various accounts. Um, there's no free option for me to even just do one character. It's like 60 bucks to boost a character up if you want to go from like zero to, I think it's like 40 if you want to go to like level 50. And then it's like 60 if you want to do, or 50 if you want to do like 75. And then it's 60 if you want to go all the way to the max. And I've looked at that sometimes and gone, I'm so tempted, but then I'm like, I'm not dropping 60 bucks to boost a character. Even if yeah. it takes me three months, I will, I will play the three months. Cause I'll go do a different route than I did, yeah. you know, the first time. And I like that game enough that I'm willing to do it. But other games, EverQuest two, I have absolutely boosted a character up I to. Uh, to max because I was I've like, that through that. I've played that game for seven years. I've done it yeah. enough. Nope. Which by the way, that game has a new PVP server. I've been checking it out as well lately. So I can make a video and report on it. Um, and on that franchise, EverQuest, who, uh, which for a really long time has just been kind of treated like crap, uh, to put it frankly, um, you know, uh, Daybreak or Dark Paul, whatever you want to call them, they got uh, purchased by EG7 a little while back. So this EG7's... is the first example of EG7, dude. And yeah. I'm telling you what, dude, they did total balance adjustments on all the classes. The yeah. server's running better than I've ever seen the game run. Um it's pretty high quality. I I am PVP and EQ2, maybe not my exact thing, uh, but uh, just on the quality they've released this has me really excited for the new EverQuest servers because they've yeah. just done an excellent job so and far. And there is, it's not confirmed, but the, the rumor mill is whirling that they care enough about the EverQuest franchise that the reason they bought it is because they wanted to see... It's a rumor. I can't yeah. speak to yeah. the veracity of that, but I'm hoping it's true because what I'm seeing in terms of the money that they're putting into these games, because um, it's not just, by the way, it's not just EverQuest 1, EverQuest 2. They're also revamping Lord of the Rings Online graphically. They're doing a complete graphical revamp for 2022 to coincide with the, Am with the new Amazon show that's coming. So this company who bought Daybreak, Darkpaw, whatever, they're willing to inject millions of dollars into the existing intellectual property of these studios which in my mind only says we're willing to do bigger and better things after that so i'm just yeah. fingers crossed man yeah and and by fixing your old ones and rebuilding that trust level back with the customers right because yeah. obviously yeah. there's no way eg7 doesn't realize how the customers feel about the, the company owns the franchise so rebuilding that and then getting that framework, this is how you do it, right? First, you you prove to your customers, like, hey, we really do care, so let's fix all this nonsense that you guys want. And then, you know, we'll talk about a new project after we've regained your your trust. And it gives us time to it gives them it buys them some time mm -hmm. to staff up or whatever they need, and now, to I fix did... all the fuck ups from Daybreak. Because honestly, Daybreak did some really shady shit in the previous like half a dozen years. So there is a lot of trust that has to be regained from. From the community i'm not one of those people who pays too much mind to that i'm i've been happy like you nathan you you've you just keep your eq one subscription yeah. going and i go back yeah yeah and i go back every year and play for three to six months um 
I'm always been happy to give them money, even though of all the other controversies. But this new company, man, I'm telling you, I just I feel feel good things. I do too, and and it's kind of the opposite of what we get from um, Blizzard, right? Blizzard's in the, the Blizzard's becoming what Daybreak we know it as today. Uh, to be honest, they're totally turning. I mean, they're even hiring the employees from Daybreak <laughs> and putting them in charge of the same thing they ruined in in EQ. But um, so Blizzard's kind of backsliding quite quite quickly, and uh, looks like Daybreak's going to try to to tr try to pump it up a little bit. And that's that's really exciting for old school MMO players. Like, and, so let me say this real quick before you change subjects. If this was old school Daybreak, and they were talking about we're we've got a new EverQuest something coming, it would be a trading card game. And it would be a piece of crap, and it would be slapped together, and it would be garbage, and everybody would be really mad that they got all excited about new EverQuest, and it was this, right? And that's what they would have done, no doubt. Like, that's that's old Daybreak. So, we just have to wait and see what NG7 has up their sleeves, but uh, I, I'm gotta say, man, I was hoping they would do something good, and it looks like they are so far. My gosh, dude. So do you all hear about, I've, I've been, I'm sitting here while we were chatting and I was actually reading some of these comments over on MMORPG.com, but you know, there was the recent play test over the last weekend, over three days. We talked about it last time for Ashes of Creation. I was there. I get to talk about it now. And, um, Stephen Sharif, actually the CEO creative director, uh, he, you know, made the announcement essentially that he was going to allow all of the Alpha 1 testers said the verbal NDA for Alpha 1 has been lifted. The visual NDA still applies, so do not share screenshots or videos outside of your private NDA channels for reporting issues, which is on their official Discord, right? <laughs> and they have a, in the forums, kind of a feedback thread. And, you know, some of the comments I was, like, reading, it was, like, you know, uh, talking about, like, there's no apparent plan at all. He's making shit up day by day as he manages one crisis to another. And... I don't know, man. I see this stuff and I'm like, this is, I see some of these comments where they're like bashing on this decision. And I'm like, you clearly haven't been following the game because he did this with Alpha Zero. He did this with APOC. I was there along the way, right? So over each of these bigger chunks of testing periods, we would go through it and it was under NDA. And then he'd be like, now that we've passed this, you all are now free to share all of your experiences and all this stuff, nothing visually, but you can essentially share on all these things, right? So this is not really like, fire from the hip this is something he's consistently done after every test like because um we had that that we had the apoc stuff he did the same thing there um last year there was some stuff going on if you were a pi member and you were doing P the pi test which is a backer level they had them helping test smaller scale before they kind of added more people in he did a test then he let us talk about it but there were tests since then and now that i participated in that i couldn't talk about and we got to this point where we're now kind of reaching the end of this testing period, getting into the no NDA period coming up. And this is what he's done in suit, right? So whether it's a plan or not, he's done it pretty consistently. And I even hit him up and I was like, hey, so I was like, just want to clarify, since you already dropped, you know, the verbal NDA on these past things, I'm like, to confirm, because I've been involved in a lot of testing. And so for me, it's like, I just want to make sure where I was clear on I could talk about everything I've experienced. And he said, yes. I'm like, awesome. So I can talk about everything from December, 2017 all the way up until now. So that's, that's a lot of stuff that I've done that Four I can years, talk about. Yeah. yeah. So 
I don't know, man. What do you all think about the, you know, the NDA visual, sorry, visual NDA is still in place for everything, but what do you think about this verbal NDA lift and like the, uh, uh, things that people are now able to communicate around the game? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, alpha it's unfortunate, right? But alpha is now the period of time that uh, companies can begin to show it, right? Like, yeah, like this is our game now, right? Um, I feel like in if it was not crowdfunded, right, um, then probably just stay quiet till beta, right? Late beta. But it's crowdfunded, and so therefore people already know about it, and, and there's tons of people on the fence, right, mm-hmm. that are ready to dive in as soon as they can digest something, right, and see, like, and the, the thing is, is, here's what they need to show when once they go visual, right, once the NDA lists on visual, that the game works and runs smooth, that it looks fun and appealing, and that some of those core systems they've been saying are working, right? Now, they don't all have to work, but show us that some of that really cool stuff you've been showing us is working now, right? Um, the the problem is, especially in a game like Ashes, where it's super complicated, you know, it's not just like you run around killing stuff and level up, right? They've got the node system, which is insanity to try to code, probably. Um, so the problem is, is that you're going to have some random people showing it right, who maybe haven't been in Alpha the whole time or maybe aren't as well uh, up to date with every single step of the process, et cetera, who are going to show an ugly side. Um, And unfortunately, in today's time, it doesn't take long for people to start making up rumors about the game that, oh, it's not going to work. Oh, they don't know what they're doing, et cetera. So... It's it's scary, dude. Uh, I I I feel really bad um, for developers during this time because they they get hammered with like obviously it's not the, it's alpha, right? But uh, people expect you know if you, you know you're getting advertising out of it, so you're getting it out there. But it, it, the problem is it has to be the right you you know nobody nobody does like nobody would make a commercial and just say here you go anybody in the world who wants to uh advertise for us go ahead right you would pick an, an an agent and you would make sure the advertisement made your product look good so we're gonna have probably a lot of it yeah but we're gonna also have some really um people who just don't even understand what ashes is trying to do and what the game is supposed to be about they're gonna be judging it from a a really bizarre perspective we're gonna see a lot of that I think too, and I'm gonna I'm putting on my creative director hat here, mm-hmm. um, because I have a little bit of experience with putting an, a pre-alpha out there. That you know we did it for documentation, not for marketing. But people view it as marketing, even if it's not meant to be viewed in that light. Um, the ones that make me laugh the most, and it's it's typically the people at MMORPG.com or the people at Massively, which are the window shoppers who will never buy your game in the first place because you're not building a type of game that they like. But they feel free to critique and point out all of the reasons why your game sucks, right. even though it's in an alpha state. And you've reiterated, this is why this is like this right now in alpha. 
the graphics look like this because it's in alpha. The mechanics aren't finished, so it's like this. It's in alpha. Things are subject to change. People don't give a shit. The the trolls who want to rant, and unfortunately, um, if that starts steamrolling, then you end up with the rumors, and you end up with the, well, this game is going to fail because of this, and the next thing you know, I, this happened to with us on Saga Lucemia half a dozen times. The next thing you know, Massively or MMORPG or MMOs.net or whatever, some some weird random blogger outlet has run an article on your game about how this thing is supposedly fact when you never actually said anything of the sort. Right. And you never you never even talked about it, but because enough people started that rumor mill going, yep. it suddenly became internet fact. And it's like then you have to come out and say you have to fight a PR battle of saying that's not true. That's the downside of the accessible pre-alphas and alphas, um, is that you have people who can misjudge things because they're not passionate about the vision. They only give a shit about the graphics. And so they're going to sit there and complain about the visuals or all these other things. And it's like, I don't think you really understand what this game is about. Um, there's a great post, by the way. Um, it's a couple years old now. What is his name? Corey Balrog? I can't remember his name. He's the, the creative director for God of War. Um, and uh, he did a post a couple years back where he talked about um, any anything you've ever seen of a game in terms of pre-alpha, alpha, beta, so on and so forth. Like the visual performance enhancements are the last yeah. fucking thing yep. that happened before a game goes live. The last, True. absolute last thing. So people making judgment calls on a on the way a game looks when it's not even in a beta state are so out of their freaking minds. They don't understand game development. So they think true. they do. They think they know, but they don't really know. They're just opinionated trolls who want to say, want to be right on the internet. And it's like, you just got to ignore them because you're not going to be right until the game is ready to launch visual performance checks and balances will happen until it goes out the door. And then even after that fact, things get patched. Yeah, you know it's uh it's funny too because you know my experience I've I have I've tested a lot of games, and the games never look as good as they're gonna be until they actually launch. Like you don't see how clean they're actually gonna look. So I never, I mean, I I really very rarely ever pay much attention to that. It's nice when it's there, you know. And with Ashes right now, it's in a pretty pretty good place for where they're at on testing. Like it's much nicer I think than so from what I've seen. Yeah, much nicer than I would have expected it to be. Um, so you know, got a got a a point here to like dig into as well. But you know, the the thing is, is a lot of people that have been playing it recently. Uh, their big report was like it's rubber banding and stuff, and it's like you know, uh, I look back to like a month and a half ago, and I could talk about this now. It was like really rubber bandy. And then it was like the next month we jumped in, we did another test and they like, man, they squashed it. Right. Like, I mean, massive improvements. And then here we are now and they're letting a lot of people into multiple servers and you're getting it again. But that's that's kind of what you expect, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I want to I want to speak on that because yeah. having having spent time behind True. the scenes, I can speak to that a little bit yes. more. 
rubber banding in a lot of cases is due to network lag. And the network lag is, especially in the day and age we're living now, where we can adjust everything on the back end through crowd servers and the like, you're never going to run the most powerful server possible when you're doing testing. You're going to throw a bunch of people at it, see how it reacts, not doing as good as we want. We're going to up the power, see how it reacts. Okay, still not there. Tweak it again. You're always going to optimize until you hit that sweet spot. You're not going to right. go in and do overkill and then have to backtrack because right. that's a that's poor expenditure of time, time and money. You're going to adjust it as necessary. So rubber banding is a natural component when you're starting to throw more and more and more and more people. And over the course of several test sessions, that will get that will get worked out. So that's another case of people not knowing what the hell they're talking about um, and not understanding game development. Yeah, yeah and and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Rand, but I have seen uh, files uh, where where I've seen they maybe even run a whole session at a certain level, right? And they'll they'll get all the data. So you might be yep. you might be rubber banding and lagging like crazy yes. that whole session because they needed all that data from everybody yeah. playing. So like people are like fix it now. Like well maybe they don't want to. Maybe they need that data right so they can apply that times five or whatever and see what they what 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 they you know consider it may look like and what they need to do. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's interesting to me because. We, we have two on the uh, consumer side we have two pro or two issues that the same consumer seems to have and that's faster let us play it now right and also same customer when they do let you play it now and test it etc who say this game's trash it's not ready yet why the hell are you showing it to us but bro you gotta pick a side man you can't test early see it now 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 now. And also be upset that the game's not polished and running like it's freaking, you know, been out for seven years. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's like, dude, you're the same person who's asking them to hurry up and show it to you. And, you know, and, and a lot of times I've seen it where they'll be like, we don't care. We know it's not done. We just want to see what's going on and, and and check it out and test it. And and then the same person. Uh, well, God, that was awful. Uh, we had lag and everything. Like, bro, it's being developed, you know, like. If the game was done, it would be launched, right? Like, calm down. And in kind of the scope of that conversation, I know, I know we have a different context to talk about this game later on if we get to it. Yes. But in this sense, games like Valheim have really spoiled the audience for what an early access should be. Yeah. Because that game came out with a nearly flawless early access. And it's now with a team of five people, by the way, and it's now made everyone else take a step back and go, oh, shit, that's what we have to live up to. Like it has now become more difficult to be an early access game launching in that state because people are going to now compare you to this five man team who did this and you've got a. 40 or 50 or 60 man team and your early access plays like shit looks like shit rubber bands blah 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 blah. that's going to impact early accesses now um i'm not saying that's a good or bad thing i'm just using that as a as a Mm. frame of reference Mm -hmm. um it's going to be more challenging now because people are every year people expect more 
out of an early access, out of yeah. that alpha, out of that pre-alpha, out of that whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have expectations, but they need to be realistic. And also, every company is going to do things different. It's, you know, it's no different. One of my favorite things back in the day was um, getting asked how to do, because I, I, I did ceramic tile and natural stone as a third generation contractor for years. And so, you know, you talk to 20 different contractors and 20 different contractors are going to tell you 20 different ways how to install a backsplash in a kitchen. Um, the the core principles are all somewhat going to be the same, but the process that each contractor takes to get to the end result is going to be very different. And it's no different in game development like this. It's just what people expect um, is sometimes very unrealistic. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter about the communication level uh, mm-hmm. with the developers to the consumers because how ridiculously obvious is it that Steven has said, do not buy the alpha package unless you're here to test. True. Yes. Right? Uh, it's, how many it's, times he said that? Lots, man. Every time he opens his mouth. Like, I bet <laughs> the guy wakes up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, like, do not buy the alpha if you're not here to Don't test. Don't buy it. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and but the thing is, and I, I can understand it, is when you pay, you want something back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to pay so it's just like it's is it, i get it i understand like you put you pay but you paid for it right so you want to get as much out of what you paid for as you can but you're not paying for that you're paying for to support the developers honestly and and they're giving you some things because otherwise you wouldn't support them and and to also give you a proof of concept of what your what your your I don't want to use investing because you're not really investing um, what you're putting your money towards. Right. Yeah. So um, it, it's funny, man. And then, and then that's a, that the investment thing is something that happens also where people feel like they actually are entitled to decisions of the game because they have a really high tier yes. pledge. I like that point. Yeah. The entitlement that's because I, I spent money. So like, it's almost like they view themselves sometimes like they're, like they own, there's like a part of like ownership, almost like I spent this much money here now. So like, I'm kind of entitled to you doing what I say. It's like, it's like those people that you sometimes get on your stream. If you're a streamer, hot take, it's a serious take, but I'm going to say it because zero fucks given. It's the people that come in and drop a bunch of money. And then they think they can tell you how to run your stream. You're like, dude, get out of here with that shit. Like you don't, y'all own me just because you decided to donate money, dude. That's not how this works. Yeah. Right. I'll refund the money back, right? This is <laughs> this is not how that works, right? The other flip side of things too is that um, there's a few other components to factor into this, which is a lot of and and this this is more towards the North American market, mm. uh, maybe even the English speaking market as a whole. Mm-hmm. But um, the customer is always right has been this thing that has been branded into people's mentality and i speak more to the united states than probably any other country in the world because there is this sense of entitlement that i can immediately get a refund for something um because the customer is always right i can walk into a place six months down the road i've got the receipt i want my money back like that's a, an exaggeration by the way but I'm, I'm using that as a point of saying sometimes people have already made up their mind about something because yeah. i'm a customer I'm fucking right. Therefore, anything you say as the creative director 
it doesn't matter what you say to those people because their mind is already made up. They are not going to change their mind. Right. Nothing you say ever will change their mind. They're a customer. They're always right. You're not. So shut up and get in your lane. That's and having dealt with that from not at Steven's level, obviously, but I'm also having dealt with that for a long time. It's, it's very frustrating to be in that position sometimes because it's like, I've explained it to you in a hundred different ways. Right. You have to click on all these links. You have to, you know, like Steven was saying, it's, it's not, don't buy unless you're ready to test. It's ugly. It's, you know, alpha, all these other things. And people just ignore it because they hear what they want to hear, see yeah. what they want to see. Yeah. yeah. What people need to understand in that situation is you're approaching the professional. Okay. Uh, so whatever industry, in this case, mm -hmm. MMOs, RPGs, in this case, very specifically, Ashes of Creation, nobody except for the developers are professionals at making Ashes of Creation. Nobody else is. Even if you had development experience, even if, et cetera, right? But you didn't develop for Ashes, right? Like yep. you're not part of their philosophy and their, their brand standards, et cetera. So nobody can i mean you can give opinions opinions are great right uh like hey i thought this you know specific class needs a little more tuning that's testing right but you can't come in and tell people like like for example most classic thing in mmos and they're being developed is well most games are done in five to six years right um that's how long it takes okay for world of warcraft with massive amounts of money for uh maybe new world for elder scrolls online you know we're talking about Ashes of Creation, indie developer, paid it out of his own pocket, did a really good job. Pretty big team for an indie developer, but most of that came out of his own pocket, right? Uh, so it's just like the customer's not always right, uh, but they are the customer, so you have to at least listen, you know, and and um, try to respond as best as possible but they're not usually right <laughs> because they don't know what it takes to be the professional of that. I, I don't agree to, su to some degree. I do agree, but I'm, I'm very much anti um, I'm so anti customers always right. That I, I, I don't think unless there's something validly wrong with your product, like let's say I'm, I'm not going to use a game as an example. I want to use a different example. Um, Let's say I, I, I'm a tire manufacturer and I manufacture six brands of tires and five of them are really good. Um, and then I do this one brand and it starts failing. Like people just start having their tires blow out, whatever the case might be. Um, if that, that's a catastrophic failure type of situation where people complaining that the tires blowing up is a valid point. But the one that drives me nuts is, is I just have this, I have this, and it's probably because I've lived outside of the U.S. for so long now that I've just, I've been unplugged from that, from that system of, well, we have to cater to the customer because we want the customer. And I'm, I'm more of the mindset of, if I have to cater to you, I don't want you as a customer. I only want people who want to be here. So if I have to constantly bend over backwards to make you happy, then I'm not going to be happy because I'm happy to compromise my beliefs to get there. And that's one of the tricky things in game development with um, having your vision and then having, you know, 
thousands of people who want to play your game. Mm -hmm. And suddenly everyone's like, well, you need to make these changes to the Ranger. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. I like my Ranger the way it is. I designed the Ranger that way because I want it to work like that. What did we talk about this? We were talking in in another show recently about class balance. And I can't remember where I was on Mondays and MRPGs, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember who it was with. But um, talking about class balance is one of those things where it's like, just because all these people want it away doesn't mean it needs to be that way. Yeah. You know, maybe the developer wants it to be unbalanced. I actually do agree with you on that. I just think that if it's so like they're always gonna have random throw off things, right? You sure. Kind of just let roll off roll off the back. But I think that if it becomes a large, you know, decent sized portion of the community all saying you need to change the ranger, for example, um, he doesn't die enough or something. Um then you you need to at least address it and say, look, we can't do that because one of our tenets or our, our pillars of our um, uh, you know vision says X Y Z, and if we do that, it will do some very chaotic things to the balance of the classes, mm-hmm. or whatever. Right? I agree with that. Yeah. And I so I just think you don't have to bend, but I think sometimes you have to explain when it's becomes a bigger concern, right? Like. I don't mean every single customer needs a response because, oh, my God, you'd have to hire – you'd have you know 200 people I, on staff. Customer just, service staff. Yeah, golly, that's not worth it, right? So so I think uh, in your tire situation, the one, you have to try to fix it, right? That's a problem with the, with the product. Uh, random other complaints about the other brands of tires, though, like, hey, you should put a white stripe on all these or some kind of <laughs> random crap, right? And you just say, hey, look. Not going to do that because, uh, you know, that we have a certain look to our tires that people recognize us from, and that's our that's part of our standard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you wouldn't even have to say that unless a ton of people, for some random reason, started getting together and everybody's like, yeah, we all agree you need to do this, and they're banging on the door kind of thing. Um, but I also respect it a lot of the times when developers are just straight up. Sometimes they pull it off to where they're just straight up like, you know what? No. That's not what we're doing, and and you know I'm I don't have time. I'm not going to waste my time explaining every little detail to you. We're just not doing that, okay? Well, and not, I, I kind of respect that too. Not to jump on the because I, I and I mean this is weird because I'm saying this, but I also heard the guys from DreamWorld say it the other day, oh, and it made me want to throw up a little. <laughs> it made me want to throw up a little bit. But there is a part there is a part of me that understands. <laughs> Fuck, this sounds so bad that I'm agreeing with these guys. Oh, no, I'm dude. So, I'm hey. so sorry oh, for this. Oh, no. Okay. Even a broke clock's a, correct twice. All right. So that's okay. There is, a, there, is a, there is an aspect of <laughs> design your own game, bro. Like, oh, if you don't God. like what we're doing and you don't like the way we're doing it, you go do it. Because I feel it's not, that. It's, yeah. it's not easy to it. do an MMG. And in the con, I need everybody to understand the, in the context, context, context with those guys. Please understand the context of that yeah. because I do not agree with them in any shape or form. Right. But the stream they had the other day where he came off and was like, well, come back, would you design your own game? Or however he responded to his backers. And I laughed. But then I'm sitting here during this conversation with that running through my mind going, well, technically, you know, there are some people where when they criticize stuff like that, it's like, you have no idea what it took to get here. Yeah. Um, not those guys. Not those guys. Not them. We're talking ashes of creation. Yeah, we're and, talking. And I, we're talking about the statement. How it applies to other things, not that damn game. 
and and any content creator knows that feeling right there because people yeah. come yes. on and tell you how to you know about yes. your content and you know um and you're like bro no i'm not going to change the very fabric of what this is that i'm having success at just you know like what are you talking about get out of here with that i know yes. right and that's how you feel you're like go start your own channel then if that's a, that, to do it like cool sounds like you a put in ten thousand hours yeah. no I've shit oh and man then come back. oh i got shit to say about this dude i just have been <laughs> so eight years on twitch alone dude like on and off and stuff in the past like year or so like being really like pretty hardcore with it right dude when that stuff comes up, I'm like, dude, you have no idea at the time that creators who put work hard on a stream or their videos actually put in to the quality of that, the presentation, like right up. And you want to come along and you think you donate 10 bucks and you have a right to tell them how to do it. Dude, there's a lot of them are already sacrificing, you know, what they could be doing in other areas, right? Like they, they don't, that's not, that isn't the point. The point is like what their vision is, right? And it goes back to like, their plan, their passion, their vision, and you want to come in, you want to try to tell them what that should be, go. Kick rocks. Get out. The fuck out. Yeah. Nobody yeah. needs that shit. Nobody needs that shit. Dude. Imagine if you were to go up somebody Not on the street and go, hey, I think you ought to do this. With you. Like, you wouldn't do that on the street, would you? You wouldn't go up somebody and tell them how they ought to do, how they ought to walk down the street or how they ought to any of this stuff. It's like, dude, get real, man. Now, I want to I wanna also say that constructive criticism is great, right? Like, Very I have different. people who said, Hey man, your mic kind of sucks. Yeah. It sounds like crap. Yes. And I'm, and I was like, you know what? It does sound like crap. I'm, let, me, let me upgrade yeah. it. You know, appreciate it, man. Right. Uh, so there, there is, um, or, you know, the common in what we do is that you'll have people in there saying, Hey man, would you know, why don't you play this game? I think you'd be right up your alley. There's a lot of things that are yeah. good, yeah, right? Absolutely. Good criticism. Um, absolutely. And, and I think it's true for game development too. Right. And that's what, what the testing is for is a lot of times they want you to tell, you know, they'll, yes. they'll specifically usually say we're validation. testing this. Tell us about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's validation for, Hey, we've worked really hard on this mechanic. We think it's working the way we want, but can you let us know if it's working the way we expect it? Exactly. To work? If it's not, you can make some adjustments to it. Doesn't mean you have to strip it out of the game or whatever the case may be. Yes, um, you just absolutely. Might have to tweak it a little bit, but it also might be working exactly a good example of this is i remember um when we were testing before we made the decision to move away from corpse runs in saga um for a long time we still had original corpse runs where you die you leave all your stuff on a tombstone you spawn naked back in town and that was the way it was intended mm -hmm. to be and played it like that for a couple years in 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 early access and there were people who didn't agree with that at all and it's like but it says in the fact page before you buy the game that it has a death penalty you knew this coming in and they would give these and i'm not joking when i say this they would give these novel length posts in the forums about why we needed to change the death mechanic they would point to raf coster and all these other game designers who done it differently and have all these posts about and i'm like i don't care sorry i don't care the death mechanic is the way it is because it's a feature of our game or people who want to do a mini map and we were like no no mini maps those are features. Yeah. So if you want to give us constructive criticism on how we can make those features a little bit better or tweak those things, there are things we can adjust there. But we're not just going to take it out because yeah. people complain. Yeah, so so they could say something like, hey, the death penalty feels a little too harsh. 
could we at least bomb with our weapon, right? Like that's more constructive. Like that's, yeah. and that's we're not trying to change your vision. Made. We're just saying tweak it a little bit because X, Y, Z happens all the time on the, on the game because of that. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're late at night playing and you know, there's nobody to help us. And now we're naked and we can't get back to our court. Well, it's also, right? you know, my power went out and we were in the middle of a dungeon and I was the healer. My party wiped. I couldn't get back on until the next day. That right. is not <laughs> fair. That is not a fair scenario for yeah. someone to have lost all of the gear. So in those kind of cases, it's like, yeah, we should have, you know, let's take constructive criticism on, yeah. on ways to figure out a way to, you know, adapt to those types of situations where it's not necessarily the fault of the player. Yeah. Per se. Do you guys remember the days when your reputation on server was so important? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Like that you, you would be that. in a, we were talking about this the other day. You would be in a, you would get in a group. And it would turn out to be a bad group, man. And we're talking about when the penalties were severe, right? And you're, like, losing so much progress from before the group now that it's just like, oh, my God. Like it's I've lost a days. week's worth of levels. Yeah, I've lost a <laughs> week worth of, of experience here. And it's not getting any better. And these guys are just keep getting us killed. And this is real bad. <laughs> and But you didn't want to be mean and rude, right? Because, you know, you, you didn't want that on your reputation. And you just reach over and grab your Ethernet pull and just rip it Oh, out. my God. <laughs> he plugged pull. This is what you mean by plug pull. Yeah, plug pull. He yeah. went like that. <laughs> You're like, I'll come back in You're a like, hours, I think he plug pulled. Like... <laughs> That's what I used to call it. It was like, homie Classic, plug dude. pulled, I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, gonna be back. <laughs> like, I love that. We were talking about that the other day, and I've forgotten <laughs> that that even was a thing. Like that, you would just be like, "I can't, I can't do this again." <laughs> Dude, I gotta read this, man, because I, I, we gotta make sure we hit on this one. So back to, back to, back to, um, the new world stuff, right? So this was a comment. Now this actually, and I, this is the, this is the thing I am really interested the most because I know. Nathan's got a take on this. Definitely want to make sure we didn't miss it. Curious what Renfield has to say. Um, and it's like a two-parter because two things essentially kind of happened here. So on the Ashes of Creation Discord, Stephen Sharif kind of responds to what we talked about earlier, which is this whole thing with New World and talking about the cash shop and all that stuff. And of course, he's not, he's had criticism about Ashes and their pre-order packs and stuff like that are on the cash shop too. People are always going to criticize that and not everybody's going to be happy with it. Like, can't please everybody when it comes to stuff, but um he did have a statement and he said on the discord and this was in the discord right it wasn't like posted as an official statement it was just responding to what was going on and i viewed this as just another i viewed this as the gamer guy responding to to what was going on as a gamer and he said i really enjoyed how it stated they would include quality of life items like level boosts and trade skill boosts but nothing that affects competitive aspects and game questions what what do you do this Amazon? You know, I was flattered when they drew inspiration for some of my designs, but honestly, who the fuck TF, right? Made this decision. I just want some new blood in the genre for fuck's sakes, right? If that's right. So I read that and then, you know, he ended up coming out and basically making a statement. Uh, and he said that I agree my commentary was unprofessional. And this is posted at MMORPG.com. He said, I agree that my commentary was unprofessional and I'll endeavor to be more tempered in my response on issues that he cares about. Sometimes it's difficult when, as a player, I was excited for the MMO and what it brought to the MMO space, which desperately needs new successful products. I said, um, I know we've taken our own flag for our pre-order system, of which I've tried my best to engage and explain how our packages work, how our cosmetics are offered, or usually in variants to actually help build our world. And he said, the MMO community is diverse, has many opinions on the aspects of monetization. 
And of course, we all have our own opinions. But he said that essentially the best thing a company could do is be upfront with their monetization intents from the start and uh, stick to what they said they've done and explain why changes need to be made. What do you guys think on both parts there? What he said and what he kind of followed up with. You go first, Nathan, because I know you've got you've got a dog in this fight. Yeah, I definitely do. So um, my whole thing is is I feel like this is an advantage he has as an indie developer. This is just my opinion, but I believe as an indie developer, he's not beholden to uh, large corporate interest. He ha- he doesn't have a publisher. They're publishing themselves, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, they are. Um, so he doesn't have to answer to anybody except for himself, right? And that's why a lot of us are interested in projects such as this. It's because we're sick of the BS that comes with publishers and all this kind of bullcrap. So in my opinion, this was a real, raw, true statement that tons of gamers were already whispering and murmuring and saying to each other um, on this show even. Uh, but just because he just happens to be Steven and has an MMO, I get the unprofessional right. part because it is a competitor, you know. But I'd also like to say that in his defense, he has been very welcoming and supportive of other MMOs in development that are also his competitor, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and been very uh, super just uh, awesome about it, right? So this was this was Gamer Steve making an opinion about a very hot gamer topic. I do feel like he had no choice but to apologize, right? Because of the professional level and all this kind of, this weird kind of, oh, we we can only behave this way because we're professionals, which I think is total garbage, by the way. I think a human being should be able to behave however they want. And, and that's just the way it is. That's who you are, right? And, you know, maybe I'm a little spoiled because I'm a, content creator and that's literally mm-hmm. what we get to do right but it just it, it bothers me this professional oh you have to be professional made those rules who the hell made these rules about what's professional and what's not and what you're allowed to comment on and what you're not that's bullcrap man i think that honestly we'd live in a better world if people were just blunt and honest and didn't have to tell little white lies because that was the politically correct thing to do just say it how it is Get it out there. That's how you feel. And everybody knows how you feel, which helps them understand your product versus everybody else's because now they know where you stand, right? It also makes you be held accountable because now you've made a public statement of how you feel about a very specific subject. So then if you go back on it and you decide you're going to do those same things, everybody's going to hold you accountable. I think we'd be better off if everybody just behaved the way he did that night. By the way, I loved the, I loved it because he even did like little funny things in there like dis dis. And you I, I, dis? Thought, yeah. I thought it was genius level. I loved it. I'm I'm happy he did it. It needed to be said, and he has a big platform, so glad he did it. So my take on this is somewhat similar, but I'm also kind of come at it from the other side of the fence, which is I'm of the Joe Rogan camp when I'm like fuck woke culture. Um, and all the, you know, social justice warriors and and you're not allowed to talk about these things because you're a white male. Okay, S- to some degree, yes, we need more diversity. Me Too movement, very important. There are lots of good things happening in the space with more diversity and more inclusion happening. But 
the flip side of this movement is also this cancel culture where if you say some it's like stay in your lane it's yeah. like you're an actor shut up you're an actor you're not supposed to have political views you're a you know you're a football player you're not supposed to be talking about you know black lives matter and shut up about politics and just throw the ball like that kind of stuff drives me nuts because it's like everybody as a human being is allowed to have an opinion and you should be able to talk about those opinions regardless. And I think it's I think it's frustrating to me on a, on a professional level when I see someone has a Twitter account and they work for a company and they have to say on their Twitter right. account, opinions are my own. And it's like it's your own fucking Twitter account. Of course, those yeah. opinions are your own. Like, but so many cases these days people automatically get associated with whatever organization they work with. And so it automatically becomes this thing where anything you say could potentially become a reflection of the company where you work. And this is doubly so for someone who is the head of a company, CEO slash creative director. I've been in those same shoes. It's like people take everything you say and they, they scrutinize it at a different level because they're like, well, you're a professional. You're not supposed to talk that way. And it's like, who's like you said, who made those rules? Who says that I'm not allowed to talk about these things? Who says that just because I play basketball, I'm not allowed to talk about these things? Like I was, it makes me laugh when LeBron James will say something and you get like 500 tweets about how shut up and just throw the ball, dipshit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people are people, people have opinions. And especially in the case of Steven, um, as a gamer first and a developer second, there are different passions running through your veins, I feel. Yeah. Um, Kira's video is quite amusing for those who haven't watched it yet, who, who touched on this. One of my favorite aspects of that, which we believe we touched on before the show, is he was talking about Kodak from, uh, from Blizzard and like how we never mm -hmm. hear him talking about anything. Because he has no soul and, you know, all he cares about is money. So he just hides behind the scenes and, and doesn't come out. Whereas Steven is in the gaming sphere. He's not a detached CEO. He's not a detached investor. He's not this this entity that only cares about making money. He's very passionate about the independent MMORPG space and seeing games come out and everything else. So I think his comment... The only thing I don't understand, and this might just be me not knowing enough about Ashes of Creation, but I, I felt the comment about how New World has, you know, taken inspiration from our game. I kind of looked at that and went, well, technically your games are kind of in the same state of development and started yeah. at the same time. So I don't understand. I didn't understand that jab in particular. Yeah. Can, um, you, can you, can Sim, can you maybe expound on what exactly meant? I couldn't, <coughs> I tried to read into that and couldn't. Yeah. yeah I don't I, know what I, he meant I can't. By that. I'm not sure if that was like, I don't know exactly how that was uh, implied, and I, I really could speak to it. I bet there were conversations. I bet there were conversations behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, and, I don't know. And he specifically said, you should, you know, uh, that's a great idea. And, you know, I, I do it in my game, but there's no trademark issue or whatever. You should, it's a great idea. You should do it. I would assume he was, it was almost like people who did know would understand, but, you know, the general person wouldn't. Because I tried to, like, research, like, what did he mean? Like, what part? Was he talking about specifically? Um, and I couldn't figure it out. So in chats, like Bentharian says, you know, they've changed systems after Ashes Real content. And I don't know what the systems are because I haven't followed New World enough. You know, I I only know like my experience of like watching some people live stream it uh, sometime back last year, I think, whenever they had their preview, um, having played it in an early alpha state uh, there. And, you know, I have not followed like all the details. I don't really have any interest in it. I don't really have the time for it. 
if it's not something I'm passionate about. Um, so I don't know specifically what some of the reference points directly are. I, I wouldn't be able to speak to it. Yeah, that reason, that's so. interesting, though. It is an interesting point of it. Um, Definitely would like to see that Vinthari in the chat if you if you do have it, though. He said he has a list somewhere, so that'd be interesting to look at. Yeah, because when I read that part, that's the only part of it that I looked at and went, was that really necessary to add that mm -hmm. in there? Because it felt to me like it was a jab at New World of saying, hey, you guys have kind of taken some of my ideas um, along the way, you know, with his, his rant about... Um, you know, the pay to win or the, the, just the way they're doing the cash up and stuff. You know what I think actually happened? Um, I think Steven, he's a classy guy. I have a feeling he had a couple of uh, bottles of wine and um, the truth been just there. unleashed, right? Like we have all just, been there. <laughs> he just was mulling over it. You know what I mean? Like he might've been pouring the wine from the beginning, thinking about it. You know what I mean? And he's Speaking just drinking on it. He's just, He's just sitting there drinking and he's thinking about it and he's just it's boiling and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Say something about this crap, you know? And I think, I, I, I don't know, man. I have a lot of respect for people who would just speak their minds sometimes, right? Like, I, the, I, I also, it's interesting because I also understand sometimes it's not smart to speak your mind on certain things because they're way too diverse of a topic, oh, right? But I, I feel burned, like, yeah. I <laughs> I feel like that that is not that diverse of a topic, right? We're talking right. about monetization. You made a pro you, you right. Well, you set up an expectation yeah. and then you just went backwards on it, right? That's that's who like who thinks who's like yeah, I love it when people do that. I love <laughs> it when people tell me I'm going to do this and then I do something totally different. I love it. I, I'm you know nobody likes that. So you know he has an opinion on a on a topic that. 99.9% of people agree with. So like, oh, wow. on that note though, I did, I got burned by, uh, uh, MMRPG.com, a uh, year and a half ago or so. One of the newer writers, um, did a hit piece. Um, they reached out. It was a, it was a topic about, um, if I remember correctly, it was a topic about, um crunch and overtime and i had made some comments about the difference of be, between being a uh, a founder owner and working you don't get days off you got to do everything to make sure the pro i mean you have legal obligations you have responsibilities that a, a, an hourly employee doesn't have to care about and so i had made these comments about that and they had asked me this writer had reached out to me for some quotes because they were putting this piece together about um about uh, crunch and overtime in the industry. So I answered those quotes in an email and then the piece came out and it was a hit piece about how Tim Anderson from Stormhaven Studios was basically for crunch and all about abusing workers and all this other stuff. And I went, what the fuck are you on about right now? <laughs> um, and like, ended what, up, dude? So that conversation as an FY ended up going to the owners. It went beyond the editors and they pulled the article and made an, a public apology because they didn't know what they were talking about. They didn't do any research and they just did this neat. It was, it was a, I'm a woke writer and I'm going to write about this thing. And I want this person to get canceled because I don't agree with their opinion on this. So I'm going to do this hit piece. And it was one of those cases where because I had said something in a different place about a subject right. that was controversial, which then got taken out of context, the writer in question then came up with their own version of events. Cool. And the emails were incredibly hilarious because the emails were very um, 
very nice and very, hey, I'm doing this thing. And would you mind giving me some quotes? And then I'm like, hell yeah, I'm always happy to help out a writer mm-hmm. and, and everything else. And then the piece comes out and I'm like, you did not Damn. portray yourself accurately yeah. in that in that. And and that was all based on somebody who took something out of context. They took man. a public comment out of context. And that's something that's very easy Shit to happen happens in all the time, man. Knee jerk reactions to comments nobody reads they want no. headlines i see that all yeah. the time yep they see the headlines all they need doesn't matter what the uh context is the headline Man, speaks it all you know what though i've actually been pleasantly surprised with as many with how much traction ashes of creation has gotten that it's managed to stay like in regard to like really big problems and like big blow-ups like in media it just really haven't had anything massive knock on wood but I mean, I think a big part of that's probably been the majority no, no, of temporary no Mark responses. Jacobs. No Mark Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he said. I love you, Mark Jacobs. I love you though. I you need to get you need to get a PR guy, but I love you. <laughs> so we got a couple things in the agenda. We got to wind down shortly because I got a uh, I got a guild interview for some uh, for somebody who might be joining Virtue, and mm. which is our Ashes of Creation Guild. But actually, it's our community guild to spearhead this greater community but we have a lot of people that are you know the game we're preparing to play as a, as a community overall is ashes of creation and um yeah i shout out to them because in the last uh weekend we had a ton of fun dude the end of it basically was like an all-out brawl after killing like we killed some dragons and steven was doing some rp stuff we saw where the castle siege area is going to be then they took us and basically it was all brawl we decided to like we were like we're gonna hold this hill we're gonna block this entryway and just kill everybody that comes along and it was great we did it was it was beautiful it was a good time and um so anyway uh there was a couple points here though he said there was valheim right so there was a point about valheim and i got one scribble sent to us to look at but you want to talk about kind of what's up with valheim i know you sent that over um yeah um the valheim thing um i just think this was an interesting thing I just happened to come across because I've, I've every once in a while I'll, I'll see an article on it. So this came out today over at um, Kotaku. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, you already put it in. Yeah. Chat. yeah I I dropped it. Um, so they've done uh, almost 7 million copies. They're just shy of 7 million copies and they're expected to do more than 8 million by the end of the summer. Um, early access five man team, a very short development time period in comparison to you know on on recent shows we've talked about the never-ending crowdfunding bullshit of games that are nine ten years in and i had forgotten i sent this in the other day and i'm going to mention it here briefly somebody had talked about pathfinder online as like the first right. ever crowdfunded it still has not come out and that that kickstarter was i believe before Ooh. star citizen yes so the reason no one yeah. talks about it though is because everybody basically they ran out of money and the entire staff just went we're we're bailing and only it only like I think two or three people stayed on and they have continued to try to limp along and 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 get something out. But um, it, it's very. This is where I just look at this and I go five guys, seven million copies sold and it's only in early access. This should be a wake-up call to every independent development studio out there of what you need to be doing 
what you need to strive for to try to achieve in terms of if you're going to put something out there in the public eye and accept money for it, have a playable fucking game. Yeah. Like and and something that's relatively bug free. And and this is especially relevant to me because I just put out mm-hmm. last night, I think, I did a, a review of the um the PS4 version of Cyberpunk 2077. So this is a game that was, you know, it sold 13 million copies. It was a triple A game. It was highly, highly, highly anticipated, hyped up, you know, for many, many years. I pre-ordered it. I had to pre-order it right three times on the PlayStation store because they kept pushing the release date back, and every time they did, it would the pre-order would get refunded, and so I re-pre-order it. And then the game launched, and it was in such an unplayable state, and it was supposedly a finished, gold, shippable product, and it was a piece of shit on the PS4. Yeah. And then I came back to it recently, and they've they've done a lot of work, and it is now if this is the game that would have launched, it would have gotten. It would have sold the copies they anticipated. It wouldn't have got the bad reviews. It's it's where it should have been when it launched. And I look at that and I'm like, here's a AAA company who put hundreds of millions of dollars and like nine years of development time into this game with, I believe, a ballpark of a thousand people worked on this game, right? And then you have Valhan, which is right. five, five people, people, seven million for copies a, for hundreds of millions of dollars less in development costs. And they put out a product that is infinitely more enjoyable and more playable than the launch version of Cyberpunk 2077 was for the PS4. Yeah. And I just think that's a, I think that's a good takeaway for, especially as we get deeper into this crowdfunding fiasco of early access games who are continually taking money and shifting the goalposts and everything else. I think it's just food for thought you know, to look at and say, you know, there needs to be some accountability to, to hold these companies to. Yeah. That was a yeah but, We're going to have I guarantee you, I out. guarantee you the statistics of Valheim are up in boardrooms around. Yes. Uh, every company in the world. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what the hell guys, you know, no kidding. What the hell? <laughs> 7 million copies, man. And you know what? We're actually going to, there's another topic. Um, and it was called, there's a game called open era. Now this is like, got some like, blockchain kind of tie in here. I, I don't know all the details yet. This was sent from our homie scribbles um, over at defend the night. Uh, and we're going to definitely talk about it next time, but I already linked it in chat. And if you, uh, you know, if you're not watching this live, you can join, you know, get in the discord. I'm going to put it in variety right now. It'll be posted right there. Um, there's an article there and I, I really want to see what people think about this. And I so know the NFT. Uh, yeah yeah i definitely well, blockchain stuff yeah yeah i want to kind of just get people kind of talking about it and kind of see what different people think about it and we're going to kind of pick up we'll talk about that along with some of the other things next time uh but yeah that's kind of where we're at you guys have any final thoughts about anything we've actually talked about today onto the, the show today yeah i think i i just want to say real quick that i think um Hopefully we're entering a newer time where mm. developers are going to uh, begin to look at things a little bit differently. And I think that um, when you when you launch, when you say you're launching, um, you know, especially MMO, there's it's going to be a little rough. But I think yeah. that hopefully uh, we're entering a time where it's a little less patchy. And I and and when you launch a game, that is the most important 
first impression you can possibly have. So mm-hmm. the more testing you can do to get up to a point where it's going to be as well uh, as possible, I think is, is going to be key to going forward because I don't think many games are going to survive like Final Fantasy 14 did and be able to re make a comeback. Yeah. Um, it's really just your first uh, shot is, is a huge part of that. Um, and in my opinion, um, I think you need, I th- I'm hoping that somebody realizes that, Hey, let's use this early access that is, you know, okay to say now and, and, and open up servers to, um, less people at first, right? So we can trickle them in and maybe get a few people out of that, those starting areas, et cetera, so that we don't have giant, crazy server crashes. That's what I'm hoping for. Out of all the things going on in the world and all the uh, testing and drama and all that kind of thing, I'm hoping that this becomes a uh, a system that we see happen. Yeah, right. So I'm um, going to go ahead and let Renfell and Nathan go ahead and shout out their domains where you can find them when they're not here on the show. So uh, Renfell. Uh, Renfail.com Renfail.com No, YouTube.com forward slash Renfail is the primary place. Also, Patreon.com forward slash Renfail, but mostly at YouTube. There you go. Nathan. Links to the Discord and everything are in those descriptions. So Perfect. And I'm also on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash The Nathan Napalm, uh, and uh, I'm on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, we might be coming up to the end of the show today, friends. So we're always looking for more to join our party. So if you're interested in joining this podcast, you know, you got some things to say, um, whether you're a developer, community member, content creator, doesn't really matter. We like to bring people on who think that they'd be able to contribute to the conversation. Also, um, if you haven't and you do enjoy this show, please consider going to iTunes, giving us a five-star review, leave us a comment, let us know how we're doing. It really does help a lot. And uh, we read those here on the show. You can also call in here to the show at uh, 1-539-664-6801 and we will read or sorry play that message here on the show live we'll see you again uh next thursday 5 p.m cdt um as always rants oh plenty friends until next time you all stay safe walk in the light have a great night and also paladin's fucking rule what's that lexer oh i'm sorry he's not here he can't say anything but you all have a great night everybody we'll see you next time